Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Hi everybody, this is Gil and Brenda Stewart with Restored and Remarried, coming to you live from the studios in our beautiful downtown Brush Prairie studio. Who could still use a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Who could still use a sponsor. Well, thank you so much for again tuning in uh, as we talk to you about your remarriage, your marriages, your long-term relationships, where we're here to give you tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. So today, we are going to talk about some more communication stuff. What do you got over there? Yeah, well, uh, in a previous podcast uh, that was called Eight Communication Skills to Increase Intimacy. Eight of them. Eight. Yeah, there's gazillion, but we only hit eight of them. But one of those skills was talking about being assertive. Assertive, not aggressive. What's the difference? Well, assertive is respectful. It's kind. It's polite. Where aggressive is in your face. (laughs) You know, I want it. I want it now. Yeah. And it's not nice. It's demanding. And assertive. You're right. I like that because, I mean, I like knowing the difference. Okay. Because people get that mixed up, I think. And assertive is to share your thoughts and feelings and needs. And I think it's just being honest with each other. And how many times as you counsel and I coach people that people are not in a marriage relationship are not being flat out honest with each other. Not very often, but for those that do, they got it going. I mean, it's fantastic. And it can be very scary if you're not used to that. It's vulnerable. Yeah. It's very vulnerable. But that's where the power of of having a marriage that absolutely rocks lies. Yeah, because if we can build up vulnerability, we actually then get more couple satisfaction. Yes. Yeah, and more couple satisfaction leads to you-know-what. Ooh, more tingles. I yes, like it. Yes, indeed, those tingles. <laughs> I love this quote. We're going to take a station break right now. We've got to pray. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, I want to know. If you don't understand that, you're going to have to listen to a former podcast about going and praying. Yes. Yeah. Good for the soul. Okay. Ralph Waldo Emerson Who? says. Mr. Emerson. Mr. Emerson. Says, it is a luxury to be understood. It is a luxury to be understood. Yeah. That's pretty deep. Because typically, when we're talking to one another, we're talking about getting our point across. We have no intention of really understanding because we're out to win the point. Yeah. I'm all about the points, aren't you? Uh, (laughs) I'm way behind if that's the case. (laughs) Well, and so many times people, I don't know how many times we talk to people and we say, what's your number one challenge? And without doubt, almost everybody says, Communication. Which earlier we talked about communication versus connection. That's, and we came up with the word connectication. I love that you did that. So let's talk about how do we connect when I want something and I'm approaching it in a way that I really wish something would happen. So could you give me a definition of what I wish for? Well, what? Yeah. Before we go there, though, just to share with everybody that we're taking this from uh, an assessment that we take couples through called Prepare Enrich. And it's been around for like 35 years. It's in, what, 12 languages. It's like the stand, the gold standard 
for uh, counselors and pastors when they take people through premarital. Uh, it's also for the enriching part of a marriage. Like if a marriage just needs a tune-up. or Because they're stale and soggy and they need tingles. Yeah, which we all get that way, right? <laughs> or some some couples are really in a crisis mode, and yeah. that's where taking this assessment and going through it with someone that's trained to take you through it is huge. So anyway, one of the exercises that we do is called creating a wish list, and that's what I we wanted to share today. More tingles. I know that's all you want is tingles. So before we do anything, we need to define. Wish. Wish. What's a wish? So, of course, we had to ask Siri, right? Siri, yeah. Okay, so Siri Siri had this to say. Okay, so as a noun, wish means a desire or hope for something to happen. Yeah, I'd like a lot of yeah. more tingles to happen. You wish for more tingles. I wish that they would. Okay. You we'll probably to... wish I'd take the trash out more. <laughs> yeah. Then you'd get tingles. See how it's all connected? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, now a wish as a verb, check this out. Feel or expresses a strong desire or hope for something that is not easily attainable. Want something that cannot or possibly will not happen. That's kind of negative. Like you're thinking this isn't really going to happen. But if if I could wish for one thing. I'd wish upon a star. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. Let's explain. Explain, Lucy. Explain, Lucy. Explain, Lucy. (laughs) So we have the assertiveness, which is someone that's going to say, I wish, you know, we're going to say, I wish, and there'll be an action there or a behavior. And um, and then part of that assertiveness saying that is that they will also have to say, then I would feel, and you'd fill in the blank. So the idea here is, is that while we're in conversation that were, you know, kind of worked up about something, Mm -hmm. you may need to take a step back Mm -hmm. and then really kind of get in tune with yourself and say, okay, this is what I really wish for. I really wish that this action would happen. I really wish this behavior would happen. And then if I got that, then I would actually feel fulfilled or or admired or respected, blah, 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 blah. And during that dance that's happening between the couple, Mm -hmm. um, that's the person that's speaking is they're using the assertiveness, but the other person has to do active listening. Active listening. Yeah, so they can't just tune out. Uh, yeah. Active listening has a lot to do with shut up. Yes. And really slowing and down. And really listen to what's being said, not thinking about what you're going to reply with. Exactly. Oh, Which this I is think a different is harder. Game. I think yeah, I that's think harder. Hard. Okay. <laughs> so where are we going from here? Why don't we give a couple of examples? How about that? Yeah. A couple of examples. So uh, you you had one that you wanted to talk okay, about. Okay, so one would be let's say a normal <laughs> normal statement comment go. would be, "Oh, you just drive me crazy that you don't pick up the towels." What towels? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any towels. What towels? Okay, the, so, those ones over on the floor. <laughs> oh, those. Okay, now we got to reframe it. Okay, and by the way, it's not just pick up the towels; it's fold the towels. That's asking a lot. I don't know. Can you handle and it? <laughs> if I fold the towels a certain way, I think I've done a good job, but you're still not happy. So no, what? I'm what not. is it you I'm want? Not. Well, I wish that you could fold the towels that I've showed you how to fold them so they fit into the cabinet correctly. And if those towels were folded correctly when you did it, I would feel I would feel less frustrated. I know this sounds like a minor thing, but it really frustrates me because I have to refold everything. 
Ah, so simply trying to fold towels the way that I think they should be done, don't it doesn't even come close to fulfilling what you're what you're thinking. Is that close? Uh, you missed the feeling part. Oh, I did. Let me say it again. What was the feeling part? Frustrated. Frustrated. How do you really feel about I'm those really towels? I'm really ticked off because you, I always have to redo everything you do, and I appreciate you doing it, but it's just frustrating. They don't fit in the. They don't fit in the in the in the closet. They don't fit in the in the drawer like I you want them to. Right. Okay. So you want me to fold the towels in a certain way. The way you like it done, mm-hmm. so that they will fit in the drawer, mm-hmm. so you would then not be frustrated. Correct. Ah, okay. So what just happened there? Did you get heard? I felt really heard. Okay. What happened to you? Uh, that was like trying to really pay attention close to what it is that you want. Yeah. Okay, and it wasn't about me. It was about really listening to what you want. Yeah, I really didn't. Yeah, exactly. Didn't have. Sounds pretty simple. Not about you all the time. (laughs) Really? Watch your tone over there. I don't like your tone. I don't like your tone. We we need to make sure when we say "I wish" that we, you know, watch our tone. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, how about how about what I would like to wish for? And I think I speak for most guys out there. It's a bad way to say it. Well, first. the bad way is, is that you are never interested in having sex. You are always as cold as ice, and you wear flannels to bed, and you hardly ever look sexy. And I, I miss my girlfriend, so I, I just, I, that's what I'd like to have. How's that sound? So how do you put that into a wish statement? Probably not getting any tonight if I put it that way, huh? You're not getting nothing, but you're on the couch again. Because oh. I'm tired. I work all day. I'm cleaning up slop from kids spitting up all over me. And you want me to be your girlfriend? Yeah. You used to be. What happened to you? What about my needs? Okay. But this was my wish. So let me reframe this. I wish we could be more physically intimate. Mm-hmm. A little more frequently. And if we could be physically intimate a little bit more frequently, I would feel a lot more fec- a, a lot more affectionate towards you. I'd probably be way more motivated to fold those towels the way you want. And I think I'd be a little more secure in our relationship. Hmm. And you know what else it'd really make me feel like? I would really feel much more like the guy that I really think I want to be, and that is that I'm loved and I'm cherished as well, that you want me and that I, that you're desiring me. Because when you just keep pushing me off, I feel rejected. Wow. That's deep. That's scary to share that with you. Yeah. So if I hear you right, your wish would be to have more sex... Yeah. More affection. Yes. And by us doing that more, you would feel more affirmed as a man. Uh-huh. And not rejected. Big time not rejected. And that I wanted you. I, it's nice to feel desired. Yeah. Especially by by you. Yeah. You know. Now, see, that, is, that totally changes the whole thing because then I'm not defensive saying, well, you're not, all you do is want sex and blah, 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 blah. It's not really even about the sex. It's about your heart. Yours too. Yeah. 
But it is pretty nice because the sex <laughs> is good. <laughs> That's the tingles. Come the on. The tingles, I know. But it's not just the tingles physically. It's the tingles that happen emotionally and the connection that I feel with you. Well, and when you're able to share at that deep level, it's a game changer to me because it's like the sex isn't the issue. It's what's going on in you as my husband as a man. Okay. And and I won't know what's going on inside of you unless you share it with me. Yeah. Because that we we keep communicating up in our head instead of dropping down to our heart. Well, I would like to drop a little lower I than know my you heart. Like Let's hurry up and get this done so we can go do that. Okay. Uh, how about another one? A real practical one. What what is it that really drives you crazy? Well, I know. Let's say a situation happens because I've heard this. I don't know how many times. Let's say. Uh, the wife is at home waiting for her husband to come home. So the late. wife's at home. Yeah. Okay. And he's always late. And it's like, and the conversation goes like this. Why are you always late? I mean, I have dinner on the table. You're never here on time. And everything gets cold. And I'm waiting for you all day. And you don't call me. You don't do anything. And what happens is when you're late all the time, I feel like I'm not important to you. And I worry that something happened to you. Really? Yeah. Just because I'm late and didn't give you a call? I mean, I'm coming home. But I sometimes don't know I that. get I get so nagged on. It's like, I really don't want to come home because I'm going to get ragged on when I walk in the door. So how does that feel? You just switched it around. It's my <laughs> wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Okay, put it in a way I can hear you. I wish that you would come home on time. And if you can't be on time, I totally understand that. But just call me or text me. Let me know. Because then I would feel like I'm cared for. I'm taken care of. You're, I'm cherished. I'm important. Because you've taken the time to just say, hey, I'm going to be a little late. And it's like, no problem as long as I know what's going on. Uh, so I, will fe- I would feel important to you. Okay. So I'm going to try and give this back to you, and then I'm going to make a I point. Did, I did it kind of I'm going to do a pointer at the end of the women, because ladies, you ramble on too much. Yeah, I did that too long. So what you said was is that when I'm going to be late, because mm-hmm. being late really frustrates you, and you feel really not cared for, mm-hmm. so that if I know I'm going to be late to let you know with a phone call or a text and let you know that I'm on my way, and that by doing that, you feel cared for, and that you know that I'm safe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and guys, but mostly ladies, because you are such emotional beings, you're trying to say too much to your guy. You got to shorten it up. And when you do that, he can get his head around it. Okay? Just a pointer. Brenda's shaking good, her head. because I went way too far. Yeah, Brenda's shaking her head <laughs> and smiling at me. And sometimes it really is a matter of just saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Too much information, too much emotion. You've overwhelmed me now. And a lot of times if a guy feels overwhelmed, yeah. he's just going to back off all the more. And that's going to defeat what you wanted with your wish. So I like what you've done in the past. <clears throat> when I tend to ramble because I get emotional, you'll just say, in a calm voice, can you walk that around the table one more time? And that, to me, in the beginning when you said that, I'd get really frustrated. Like, ah, why can't he understand? No, you weren't frustrated. You were pissed. It's like, ah. But then the (laughs) light bulb went on, and it's like, wait a minute. He's really making an effort to try to understand what I'm saying. So I need within myself to regroup, slow down, 
and because I don't want you to be flooded by all my emotions. So that I'm glad you pointed that out because I, without even realizing it, just started going on and on. So instead of saying, I wish when you're going to be late, you'd let me know because that way I, will, I won't be worried and I feel important to you. Yeah, and I want you to feel important. Yeah. I want to inject here real quick before we go to another part. Is, is that on our Facebook page and on our web page, we have YouTube videos, all kinds of different little things about communication. And sometimes they're just information. Sometimes they're just kind of fun where we're at different places around the Northwest and different places that we travel when we're doing speaking engagements and trainings and so forth. I think it would really be valuable. And usually most of the time they're only a couple minutes long. They're kind of pithy and to the point and we kind of have fun with it. And uh, it's just a nice way to introduce ourselves a little bit more to you and to encourage you. So just kind of keep that in mind for Facebook, YouTube, that type of thing. Uh, com, And where are the YouTubes at? And a Restordinary Married. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and again, this is not all remarriage. A lot of it is, but some of it's just good marriage this communication stuff. This is just stuff. regular marriage Yeah, stuff. we want to yeah. encourage all marriages because we want everyone to be Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so sharing your wish list thing, there's these things about listening and speaking and the listener's job. I mean, the speaker's job is to be polite, to be straightforward, to be assertive. But let's talk about and the to listener. to the point. Yeah, to the point. Again, yeah. that's kind of why I was pointed out think, to the ladies. I'm glad you did, but I think there are some guys that can be their emotions can kind of get the best of them too sometimes. So I think that could be obviously probably more for the ladies, but guys, you know, if you tend to ramble on and on, keep it short and succinct. Land the plane, guys. Land the plane. Get to the point. Be delicate as best as you can. But let's talk real, before we go to, uh, before we go on, let's talk a little bit more about the listener's job. And I want to make just a couple points about the listener. Your job is not to edit, comment, commentary, color code, judge, judge, or look down on what's being said. Your job as a listener is to listen and feed it back. That's your job. And do it almost as verbatim, word for word as you possibly can. But it's back to that tone. Mm -hmm. Give it real Meaning, because the more you can really feed it back as closely as possible, you're validating that other person's comments, their feelings, and their ability to really trust you that you're going to be safe to talk to. And as a listener, and I repeat back what you've said to me, if I get it wrong because I wasn't listening well or I just didn't hear it right, that gives you opportunity to say, you know what, that's not exactly what I said. This is what I said. Yeah. And by doing that, oh, my gosh, it's like the clarification in communication in that instant and that connection is huge. Because how many times do we misunderstand each other because we haven't heard what they said? We we miss, I don't know, we misfired or something. We didn't hear them right. Well, I think that really is where we kind of have to tell on ourselves. And I'll tell on myself sometimes here is, is that I will literally say, you know, honey, I heard your voice, but I I was not listening. I mean, if you don't have the the whites of my eyes looking back at you, good chance is is that I'm probably hearing your voice. I just am not listening. And also to be said on to the speaker, 
hey, the listener has to be hearing your voice. You cannot be walking in the opposite direction on the other side of the house, giving us vital information if you aren't even in the same area of the home having a, a, an important conversation. So as yeah. a listener's job, you got to call yourself on the fact of, hey, I, yeah, I heard your voice, but I wasn't listening to what you were saying. And when you do that, it really, once again, it it's endearing to me because I know that you realize that you do want to connect with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that rather than just, because you could blow me off and I wouldn't even know. Yeah. Communication is a two-way street. It's not all about what's being said. It's what's being heard. Mm-hmm. It's what's That's being heard. And, and, and we really have to work hard at what we're hearing and hearing it without lenses, without bias, without judgment. I think we've made the point. We love you. We're going to just yeah. keep on hitting on this. Okay. So at the end of your exchange, I think it's really good to talk to each other about, you know, how good were you at being assertive? So we're going to reflect on how we did? Yeah. I got an A+. Yeah. Plus. You got maybe a B+. Plus. <gasps> oh, no, you did pretty good. Gee, thanks. Yeah, I, but but when you started rambling on, your A, was, your, yeah. your, your no, A went I, to a B. And I own that. Okay. I do. So you I you what? Do, I own that. I was wrong. Oh, she was <laughs> wrong. Oh, my God. I know. Okay, I know. Whatever. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, just to even in a simple little exchange, it's just kind of good to go back and review, okay, was I assertive enough, especially if you're not used to being assertive? Mm-hmm. You know, for the listener to hear you, they might go, wow, what happened? And that's Or were important. you too aggressive and the other person's hair was blown back? Yeah. You know, hey, think about it. you got to reflect here. And I think in the reflection, well, this whole exercise about the wish list, I what I see is that it's both of you expressing your wish of what you want and need for the sake of the marriage. And if, let's say, Gil, you say a wish to me that I'm just not getting or I may not totally agree with, to talk, it's not just because you say, I wish this, and all of a sudden, you know, there's sex five times a day, eight times a week, or whatever. What's wrong with that? (laughs) So obviously, (laughs) there's discussion. But the point is, is that each of your hearts are heard and that the marriage benefits. And if I need to... back off a little bit and not be selfish for the sake of the marriage. It seems like every time I do that and I give up, if I, you know, give up what I think I need, that the marriage uh, flourishes. Flourishes, yeah. Well, and I I, want to agree with what you're saying there in that listening, being heard is so important for one another. So that means actually the person that's doing the listening probably has the more important job. Mm. than the speaker. The speaker's trying to get the point across, but that listener, hey, your job is super important because it really is going to make the marriage flourish. As we obviously are going to say, since the marriage flourishes, that means if you ain't got the marriage... You ain't got nothing. So we'll catch you next time. Happy wishing. And listening. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on the website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, 
tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.